the volume. What's up, everybody? Alex Monaco here. Thank you for watching the Moneyline Monaco podcast on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. We are live Monday, Wednesday, Friday, wherever you get your pods. We are on Amazon, AMP, streaming Monday through Friday, making picks, making bets. It's us first, though, books. I'm trying to win with you. So come follow me at Moneyline Monaco. Let's win together. Here we go. We are fired up coming at you on a Friday afternoon. For a Saturday release for a pod, just want to let you know. So we're coming in before tip for Knicks Heat Game 6, Warriors Lakers Game 6. All things considered, we're going to have to put that to the side on this episode due to when we're recording and when it's published. So we will talk out Celtics Sixers Game 7 preview. The Nuggets who stamped their Western Conference Finals ticket a little bit talking out who they're going to be based off of whether it's the Lakers or the Warriors in the WCF. Welcome in. Please subscribe, rate, review if you have not. Money Line Monaco across all social media. Alex Monaco on Twitter. And of course, subscribe to All Things Volume Sports, a YouTube channel. We are doing Nick's Heat reaction videos. We'll have so much to get into on this show. It is the script... The storyline you want, doesn't matter what round, doesn't matter what sport, if you can get the two biggest words in the sports world, game seven, oh, you co-sign on it all day. Now, this has been a very interesting Celtics Sixers series as we get in to the tail of the tape. Obviously, three and three down the down the line of wins and losses in this series. I can't sit here and say that I have nailed this series games one through six from a win-loss standpoint. I did take Philly game one plus 10. I didn't see them coming out and winning game one of that series at the TD Garden 119-115 with no NBA MVP, by the way, starting. Joel Embiid did not play game one in this series. Of course, we know Boston went on to win game two and game three. Philly came back one last Sunday, game four at the TD Garden by one point on that hardened corner three. Beautiful Embiid draw the double, dish it out. That is beautiful basketball. And they bounce back and win a game I don't think anyone thought they could. And it was a game five and they got it done and they get it done in the TD Garden. And then ironically come back to the Wells Fargo Center and lay a dud. There's nothing else to say here. Just as we get into it, 95-86, fresh off the L, 13 fourth quarter points, 22-21 and 13 in three of those four quarters. Yes, this was a Celtics team that played menacing defense in game six. But people, Jason Tatum was one of 14 to start the game. One of 14. And then what does he do down the stretch? 
16 points to end with 19. He ends up splashing four threes on Philly's noggin in the final four minutes, all to remind us how unstoppable this Boston Celtics team can be when they have their leader, Jason Tatum, humming. Now, there's sort of a theme with this Boston Celtics team. Who's going to show up game to game? This is not an Ime Udoka Boston Celtics team. This is Missoula's club. And I got to be honest, this is a team that has excellent depth, fantastic skill players, three and D guys galore. You could not ask for better role players at key spots here. I mean, you go Brogdon off the bench, what he has been. I mean, most teams are lucky to have a Derek White or a Malcolm Brogdon. This team has both. You add in a Marcus Smart, and then you got to credit Missoula for going with Robert Williams and mixing it up in the starting lineup in game six. He adds another element of defense imposing rim protecting will and of course some timely buckets the time lord but this boston celtics team who clearly has more depth more skill not by a ton not by a ton than philly but just just a better team is finding themselves and you caught them in atlanta in the hawks round one sleeping a little bit playing down to their competition sometimes and this is where You'll see it. Game one, perfect example. No Joel Embiid. Increased minutes for Philly role players. Philly doesn't have the depth off the bench that the Boston Celtics have. It's not close. It's not close. But Boston has this thing in this playoff run. They cannot close a close game except for this past one. And they tend to play down in those moments where they can bury you. Now, getting into Game 7 storylines here, what is the narrative around this win or go home? Well, we start with Doc Rivers. Unfortunately, we start there because he's lost nine Game 7s. He's lost four more Game 7s than any other head coach. He has lost several Game 7s as we know in a row. It's been a long time since our guy has done it. Now, the other storyline has to be here, which James Harden shows up. Because James Harden, I hate to say this, but Maxie's still in that developmental stage from he is an all-star, and he may in two, three years end up a superstar. I do believe Maxi has that ceiling, but he's working his way towards a certified all-star. And he is delivering in this series in a big way, considering what he put up on his career against Boston, which was, I believe, 8.2 points to the number before this series. This series, he's had three games of 26 or more, including a 30-piece in that game five. He has stepped up huge, but you still need James Harden, your floor general. Maxi is a two. Harden is your guy with the rock in his hand. He has to be better than 
13 on 0 for 6 from 3 and 4 for 16 in a closeout game. He has to be better. And my goodness, some of these wins and the numbers he's put up, how is he not the X factor? I mean, 45 and tying a a playoff career high in game one, seven three-pointers, only to fall off. So much so in game two, you go two of 14 with 12. He's just a hard guy like Philly is to pinpoint, but 30 points in his last two games. And really, after the game one, he, he had that excellent game four where he shot the ball freaking 23 times and he was six for nine from three. But Outside of that, he really hasn't had a great shooting series. He's had two outlier immaculate games where you saw how this Philly team responded when he showed up versus what they look like when he doesn't. And I I did look it up here in the wins versus the losses. I mean, it's night and day and the Philly wins and you exclude game one, as we just mentioned, because Embiid wasn't in it. Two of their big three were scorching. Embiid and Maxi had 33 and 30 in a win. Embiid and Harden had 42 and 34 in a win with the with the one-point win. And game one, Maxi gave you 26 to compliment. Harden's 45. This is the thing. Is can Philly keep up with the Celtics scoring if that's the style of game that this becomes in game seven? We've seen it go over from a betting thought here. First five games all over. Game six was under by a country mile. From a betting forecast, I would go under. I don't see this game being loose. I see this game being incredibly tight. And just to back up that sentiment, This is a very slow-paced game that we are coming off of in this Game 6 to Game 7. Very slow. 181 was the total. They are playing both of these teams at a very slow pace. 93 possessions per game. Now, just to compare that, Lakers and Warriors have both been over 100. So you start talking about double-digit percentage swings. This game could very well go under. Now, I from a from a massive line standpoint here, a plus seven Philly plus seven. Let's talk this out. Which side? Because I do believe, as we're talking this out, working our way towards the picks, that this Celtics team is going to win this game, and they're going to win the series if they won Game Six, and they did. And Philly, you know, as a better, you want to look at all angles. I like to look at how is the energy? How is the ethos pathos locos? Where is the Gerald Butler 300 leader of men in the locker room? The Pacino any given Sunday speeches. Who is stepping up and giving a buzz light year leadership moment in the locker room? We've heard Jason Hayward did it during the rain delay in game seven of Cubby's and Cleveland. It happens all over the place. Who are your leaders? Well, Joel Embiid takes to the podium after game six. The BFG, I call him. Shout out Roald Dahl, the big friendly giant. With horrendous posture, terrible body language, schwitzing, and 
quite frankly, complaining he didn't get the ball for the last four minutes. You are the NBA MVP. You don't ask for the ball. You demand the ball, my guy. Do you need to go sit down with Shaquille O'Neal to remind yourself who you are down the stretch at home? That was a legacy-defining moment for Joel Embiid. And Jason Tatum took it from his soul. Took it from his soul. But I do feel Philly, who isn't to be trusted. I, I heard Colin talk it out Friday morning monologue. I agree. I don't trust Philly. I do not trust Philly like a life partner who shows up at the finish line is how much I trust Philly. I know. But a 7 point spread in a win or go home game knowing that the Sixers have covered the spread in all of their last four games following a home loss knowing that four of the last five game sevens in the east ironically were decided by seven points or less this is I think a number we have to consider taking. Now, I do believe Boston wins the series, and I've worked out a same-game parlay for us at the end of the show so that we can still eat if Boston doesn't blow out or blows out this team and the Sixers do not cover. But I am of the belief that this team is going to cover. And you have to look at Joel Embiid averaging 36.8 points and rebounds this series. He's gone three games of 40 plus in that category. And you take out game two where he played only 27 minutes and had 15 and three. He's had right around 32-ish a game, 10.75 boards a game. Now, Philly, we remember, was here, was here. We were in Nick Nurse's place, Kawhi Leonard's temporary tenant of a home Toronto win the most immaculate unbelievable shot for Leonard winning in the corner and it broke up the Jimmy Butler Philadelphia 76ers believe it or not but but that team in that game was led by an incredible Joel Embiid 31 and 11 he was magnificent and I expect him in an all-out MVP moment to leave the sulking on the podium and move forward. I do believe, and this is the other element, there is a ton of emotion in this rivalry. There is history in this rivalry. 22 times they've danced in this moment in the playoffs. There is so much rich history here. Going deeper the idea of the WWE headline that Doc who can't get the can't get the game 7 win going to the place where he won a ring and winning this game and winning in this moment i mean you want to talk about the multiple multiple things at once this man and this team will break through if they win this game look you can sit here and make a case that the pressure is on boston And I do believe the pressure is. There is a ton of pressure on Philly, but this is Philadelphia sports pressure, if you will. There's pressure in Philly and Northeast sports in a way that there isn't in other areas of this 
country. I grew up in San Diego. I can tell you first thing, ain't nobody tripping if Stan Humphreys growing up. Danny Fouts on down the list. Drew Brees gets traded. No one was even upset at the time. I digress. Philadelphia sports pressure. And the expectation, too. I mean, Phillies in the World Series. Eagles in the Super Bowl. There is an expectation of this team with an MVP on their roster this year to win. But the real pressure is on the Celtics here. They shouldn't even be in this spot. They've given away games in this series. They have had a chance to bury Philly, and they haven't. So as much as I don't trust Philly, I mean, I don't want to wrap my arms around Boston. I have no Boston Celtics futures right now in the East. All my futures are locked up in the other series with the Knicks, and I got a 37-1 on the Heat because I had a feeling. But looking at this game, the only way Philly wins this game is, like I alluded to with the time of possessions, per game, slow it down, play your pace, and play this top three defense that you are playing in the playoffs. Philly's given up 103 a game. Believe it or not, the Celtics are giving up almost double digits more. Now, you can say the same for Boston's offensive output and Philly's offensive output, but these games, like game six, that were slowed down and grinded out games should actually lean Philly in those moments because they are playing the better playoff defense. They did not play better game six defense at all. Now, Philly's going to need Embiid to go 30 plus. In fact, in the last two playoff seasons, they're five and one when he does. They're six and six when he goes under 30. That is huge discrepancy. Embiid's got to get 30. The other side, just trends-wise, the Celtics shoot over 40% from three. They don't lose. Now, they were 31-1 and one in the regular season when they shot over 40% from three. A prolific output. They're 4-1 and one in this playoff, shooting 40% or deeper from deep. They embodied that beautifully in game six. And that's the scary thing with this Boston team. To have Smart give you three threes, Brogdon give you four, Derek White give you three. That was a game where the role players cooked from beyond the arc. All game, Jalen had one three, Tatum had four, as we mentioned, all of them down the stretch in the fourth. This is how lethal Boston is. And you look at those guys I just mentioned, every single player on the Celtics that averaged 12 minutes or more on a on a regular season output, except for Bobby Williams, the Time Lord, who doesn't count, he's a big, <clears throat> shot 33.5% from three or better. And Jalen Brown was the worst of the group. The worst. Four-plus players make two-plus threes per game <clears throat> Excuse me, on this Celtics team. And includes an Al Horford. Now, Philly has been very good, trends-wise, on the road. Six and one in their last seven. Boston has been excellent at home, though. Ten and three in their last 13. But Philly has been an eight, three, and one cover in their last 12 games. I got to lean Philly. I got to lean under. I could be way, way off Mother's Day. 
Who knows what kind of a day this is going to be for all of these players, all of these coaches. I just think the heightened magnitude of the moment has us leaning under. I know the series has gone over, but if Philly keeps it close, and I do believe they will, this game will go under. It, it has to because the style in which game six second half became and it's really more the second half i've noticed not just this series but also the the other heat nick series in the east at least don't watch the first quarter watch more the second how they come out in the third i mean boston only had 24 points and 21 points in the two quarters in the second half they only scored 45 second half points so that is because of pressure so all of a sudden, this total, I think, becomes appetizing on the scuba Steve under just because of the moment. Now, let's build the same game parlay. So I'm going to go Celtics to win the game. I have a plus seven and a half ticket. It is down to plus seven, but I'm going to take Philly with the points. I'm going to lean under, but I am going to lay it for us for this parlay. I would like to kick us a W. And I believe, and I'm a little nervous about it, but Mark is smart to get 15 points. It has to happen in this game. And I believe it will. Marcus Smart has been a dog in this series. 22-7-7. Seven and seven. He was leading the team all game in scoring. All game. 22-7-7. Seven and 22-7-7. Seven. Look at his output. Only two games below 15 points in this series. He's given us 15, 15, 21, 22, and he's looking for the basket. He is looking to score. Field goal attempts-wise, up way more in this series. He's had 15 attempts three times, 14 once. The only times he really didn't even give us 15, one of which he only shot seven times. Also, his three-point shooting is worth mentioning, too. He's had three-pointers twice in the last four and a four-piece. He went two for five in game five, and he gave us 14. Marcus Smart, 15-plus points in a game seven dog of a performance. I absolutely love it. I have sat on this all playoffs, all playoffs. I am seething. Because we took it on our own in game five. Jason Tatum, 10 plus boards, lock it in. Nine boards because it was a tip steal that was in his hand. Should have been a 10th board. Yeah, gotta hate the stat stuff for sometimes. All that to be said in this series 11 rebounds, 10 rebounds, 10 rebounds, 18 rebounds, seven and seven that one game, which was the, the game two where they blew out, where they blew out Philly and they didn't need them, ironically. And so take that out, one board, one game, he didn't hit 10. Put it in. And last but not least, I need Jalen Brown to step up. Jalen Brown is due. He is so due. And I got to be honest, uh, 25 plus points, plus 105, I want to do it. I cannot trust him. I got to go 20 plus. He he was averaging around 23-ish in the series before game six. Didn't give us what he what I wanted. Lands with 17. 
So let's go 20 plus gets back to his number. And if you cap it there, it's plus 417 Celtics to win smart 15 points, Jalen 20 points, Tatum 10 plus boards. You're asking their big three to do what they do. And it's not a stretch. Now, if you did want to put in Embiid, which I was going to into this SGP, if you keep all of those legs in and add Joel at 30 plus, it pays nine to one people from four plus four to one, essentially plus 417 to nine to one. Now you could go, you could go Joel 30. And if you're not comfortable with Marcus Smart, and you want to keep it four legs, take him out. It's plus 465. If you want to lower Marcus Smart to 10 plus points, you can. You keep Embiid, it gives you 567. So giving you a couple of options for some same game parlays, the four, the little over four to one, the nine to one if you want to throw an Embiid, or if you want to lower Smart back down to 10, keep Embiid in. That's plus 567. If you want to take out Marcus Smart, and lower that down to 10, it really lowers it much more than four to one. I don't want to play that game. I want a nice look, you know, $10, $25, put something down, you know, 25 bucks to win a hundred is a nice feeling on a, on a Sunday where you got to spend some time and some money on your mother, rightfully so. So we are going to take the Boston Celtics to win the series, win this game. I got Philly to cover in a close, this could be four or five. I'm going to go under. I think the team that can break 100 can win. I don't know. This might be so... Look, I could be dead wrong, but I, I could see this going, you know, 98, 96 with a couple minutes left. I really could. Now, I do want to give a, a quick mazel tov from half my heritage to the Denver Nuggets. They just embarrassed the Denver Nuggets, uh, the, the Phoenix Suns on that closeout game. <laughs> Them. Oh my gosh. I mean, we're going to talk about now a completely different offseason for the Phoenix Suns because of what Denver did in that closeout game. I mean, just buried them. Here Denver stands as we speak to win the West officially the favorite and laying juice minus 145. This team was over 20 to 1 to win it all. They're minus 145. There is no more value on the board at all, except for the Knicks at 18 to 1 and the Warriors at plus 470. And this is coming to you the day after. So those might not even exist. The Nuggets, minus 145. The team to beat in the West through Jokic who says he's going to kick back European style on these few days off, watch some horse racing, get some vitamin D, just the most European answer ever, and you have to love them for it. They are deep. They are a team that trusts one another. They are an excellent passing team, and they're just constructed very well. And you saw it really from game five to game six. Game five, it was Bruce Brown with the 25. Game six, it was KCP leading all scores in the first half. What else do you want if you have Jokic, Murray, your three is Michael Porter Jr., who's a fantastic three, a pressure-free role too, and Aaron Gordon, who is on his, his second coming of his career, but a guy with a high athleticism ceiling who seems to be turning into a very fundamental piece. Look, 
I am high on the Nuggets. I am on two insane future tickets, though, with the Lakers and the Dubs. So I am all in, all in on fading the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. It's not going to be fun. It is not going to be fun. But we got to do what we got to do. We got to take anyone but the Nuggets. It will be fascinating. No, Colin predicted it. They would get out with time to rest, and it would be a one nothing advantage for the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. The only pushback I have on that is we know the Lakers and LeBron's style and their script was going and steal game one, did it to Memphis, did it to Golden State. Just say it. So we're out of here. Appreciate you for tuning in. Moneyline Monaco across all things social. Dealing with my voice, screaming at the top of my lungs about the Knicks. It's been a wonderful playoff series and playoff run with you all. Thank you. Appreciate you. Happy Mother's Day to my amazing, wonderful mom. Love you very much. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And you know, we close the show every time, the same time. Don't forget to hug your mothers. And this time, do it two times for the holiday. Happy Mother's Day. The Volume.